Is it really posing nude if there's no parts showing? They thought I was a girl, because I guess my balls hadn't dropped yet. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son Podcast. It's three times the legal limit of fun. I didn't know there's a legal limit of fun. There's a legal limit to everything and anything. Obviously not my dick size. <laughs> I said fun. You said to everything. There's yeah. a legal limit to everything. And so I said what would be the legal limit of a dick size? I don't Well, I mean, I guess it'd have to be to like eighteen inches for me to not be a criminal. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That'd be terrible. There's nobody in the world that believes that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even believe it because it's not true. You couldn't wear shorts. Yeah, you could. You just got to get some scotch tape and coil it up. Or you could just tuck it up back behind in between your butt cheeks and see if it would just stay there. Hot dog yourself. <laughs> I guess. Man, that Ugh. took about 30 seconds for us to go there, huh? Not even. That's your fault. It's always your fault. All right, well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son podcast who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending father-son quality time together. Jack, it's episode number 38. Yep. Just keeping you updated on where we are. <laughs> All right, guys, well, let's get to what I know you're waiting for. It's Lobby Time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time we like to talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. A couple things about last week's movie, Final Destination 3. Number one, Jack, I think you picked the wrong one, because Final Destination 1, the original, had none other than Sean William Scott in it, also known as Stifler. Wow. I know no, he's your boy. I'm not interested in playing that. So I just, I saw that. Also, I did a little research on the uh, Superman killing somebody or chopping off their feet or their legs or their head or whatever. Uh, it's true. And uh, it says, girl loses both feet on Superman Tower of Power ride in Kentucky. I've ridden that. Uh, as riders ascended the Superman Tower of Power ride, a cable snapped, whipped around, and severed a 13-year-old girl's feet. Jeez. How fucking awful. And you just imagine she's like raining down on, if she's at the top or whatever, it's just raining her leg blood. Yeah. Um, imagine being down waiting in line and like a, a foot falls and like hits you in the head or what. That'd be terrible. Oh my gosh. Man, fuck that, man. 13 year old girl. And she's only 13 and now she doesn't have feet. Or maybe she just has like bionic feet now. Yeah. Prosthetic feet. Bionic. Okay, I don't know if that's a real thing or not. No, there's bionic stuff. There, there was in the uh, in the seventies called the Bionic Man, and whenever he would do something bionic, it would go chick 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 chick. But he would show him in slow motion. Was it a movie? No, it was a it was a television show. Oh, and he could do all sorts of kick ass stuff because it the way it started it was like Steve Austin, man barely alive, but we can rebuild him, and they just put all these bionics in him, and it was actually he had like bionic vision. And I had the action figure, which was like a Barbie size, and you could roll up like the skin on his arms and you could see like the metal bionics in there. And he also had a hole in the back of his head so you could look through and see his bionic side. 
Uh, I also did a little more research because this was on a website when I, when I found that little girl lost her feet. Teenager is decapitated by Batman, the roller coaster. What? Wow. After losing his hat while riding the Batman, a teenager jumped over the fence surrounding to get his hat. Okay. And the Batman ride chopped his head off. Okay. Well, I mean, I hate to say anything bad about that, but mm-hmm. I mean, how stupid can you be? <laughs> like, like, just ask the attendants, hey, I really, really love this hat. Could you please stop the ride for five seconds and someone grab it for me? Well, it did say teenager, and so I'm not too surprised. My dad lost a hat on uh, the one that's the parachute. They don't have yeah. anymore. You went up and I went you, on that you one. came down. I can't remember if you got it back or not. Yeah, it's just whenever you were saying it, I was like, I've ridden the Batman so many times, and I was worried that it happened just while he's on the ride. No. No, stu- <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just didn't duck. Yeah, stupidity. Helped him lose his head. Maybe he was blind. Teenager falls from Lightning Loops roller coaster. After not being strapped into her shoulder harness properly, a girl fell to her death during the loop-to-loop roller coaster. Dang. Aren't, they're supposed to come around and like, check and make sure. Wait, is it called loop-to-loop? I mean... I thought it was loop-de-loop. This one says loop-the-loop. I always called it loop-to-loop, too. I thought, I thought it was like D-E, loop-to-loop. I thought it was two, because one loop, and then you went to the next loop. So loop-to-loop. It makes more sense it than loop It makes more sense. I had no idea. Uh, two more. Woman drowns in Roaring Rapids water park ride. That happened here locally. Oh, the one where you're you're in that big round thing, and sometimes oh, you go and that one. Like I some was, people get completely okay. soaked, and some people aren't soaked at all. Yeah, we've we've been on that one. So this happened when the boat accidentally deflated mm. and overturned, and uh, she got trapped underneath it. She I couldn't unstrap. I guess not. Uh, and 23 people are stuck upside down in the loop on Demon for three hours. So kind of what we said, I think, last week, going over the loop and just the fear of it hanging upside down, getting stuck. They should have just rocked back and forth like in Final Destination. Yeah. What's wrong with them? Well, that was a fictional movie, for one. That seems pretty realistic. All right, so there you have the tragedies or some of the tragedies that have happened at a, a theme park. Yeah. All right, you got anything else for the lobby? No. All right. Well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, Jack. Today's movie came out in 1977. Great. (laughs) Can't wait. (sighs) So that would make it 42 years old. Damn. Um, It's one hour and 36 minutes. It's rated PG. It got 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7 out of 10 on IMDb. 92% of Google users like this movie. Okay. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. Man talks to a woman about jumping him, and he wants to jump her. Okay. And the sheriff says, some bitch, throughout the whole entire film. Some bitch. (laughs) Wow, okay. All right. This movie was huge, huge, huge. It had one of the biggest movie stars in 1977, and it made him even bigger. Okay. And you've seen him in a movie before, and you liked him. Okay. This movie is called Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, I can't remember his name, but he was the uh, the director in uh, Boogie Nights. Yep. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. All right. You ready to do this? Yeah. All right, some bitch. Let's take a movie mug and pause. Hey, 
And we're back after watching 1977's Smokey and the Bandit. Yep. Jack, you got your ears on over there? Yes, snowman. <laughs> Dude, I am I'm not bandit. fucking snowman. I'm bandit. The, the hell you are. The hell you are. Well, when you're dead, I'm bandit. Okay. Fair enough. But I'm fucking bandit. Well, then I want to be foxy lady. <laughs> or that one old lady. Oh, uh, we'll get into CB talk here in just a little bit. <laughs> I liked all, that all stuff. of it. All right, so let me give it the 50-cent tour. Um, this is about a bet that's made. You got Big Enos and Little Enos, some weird-looking dudes, and yeah. they're in Georgia, and they call up the bandit. They say, hey, can you go get 400 cases of Coors, bring it from Texarkana back to Georgia in a certain amount of time, and we'll give you $80,000. For some reason, back in 1977, it was illegal to transport Coors over state lines. So weird. We, and I mean, is it really that fucked up of a law to make it to where you can't transport cores between state lines? I mean, they had, really, who drinks that shit? I mean, you who drinks shit beer? You didn't have as many choices as you have now. Back <laughs> back then, you had like Michelob, you had Coors, you had Budweiser, and like three other ones. Anyway, so the bandit gets his friend Snowman. They get the 400 cases of Coors, and then they have to haul ass. They got a long way to go. And there's short time to get there. They were. <laughs> it was like, I think they had 28 hours to do it. I don't remember, but they, they had to speed. And Bandit, what he did in his kick-ass 1977 Pontiac Firebird, mm, yep. he had to run like interference. So the truck wouldn't get pulled over with all the beer. He would like get all the cops to chase him. Mm-hmm. And then he would do cool shit like jump bridges and go off road. And be fast. Of course, the cops were all buffoons. Oh, yeah. Um, in the end, they get there. They win the 80K. But... There's a guy named Buford T. Justice. He's played by Jackie Gleason, and he's after Bandit because Bandit picked up what was going to be his daughter-in-law, Sally Fields, Frog. Mm-hmm. She was going to marry Buford T. Justice's son. I don't know why, because he was a fucking idiot. Yeah. And so he was pursuing Bandit because Bandit had her, and she made them look really bad because she ran out on the wedding. Yeah. All right, let me see the Internet's version. I'm sure mine was better. So the internet says, this is IMDb, Big Enos wants to drink Coors at a truck show, but in 1977, it was illegal to sell Coors east of the Mississippi River without a permit. Truck driver Bo Bandit Darville, played by Burt Reynolds, agrees to pick up the beer in Texas and drive it to Georgia within 28 hours. Good good call. When Bo picks up Hitchhiker Carrie, which is Sally Field, he attracts the attention of Sheriff Buford T. Justice. Angry that Carrie will not marry his son, Justice embarks on a high-speed chase after Bandit. So this movie, look, I, I know I say it all the time when I talk about movies from my childhood. You watch it after school every day? No, fuck no. But it was one of the most kick-ass movies of 1977, <laughs> for sure. Everybody, like like all the women wanted to sleep with Burt Reynolds, and all the men wanted to be Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. He was just, he was, he was the it guy back then. Did you want to be him more than you wanted to be Swan? Because that's just two years apart. Probably Swan because that is the the movie that I watched every afternoon after school and, and that I loved. And I think I wanted to be back the then. Gang. I wanted to be more of a badass back then. And it, I was yeah. so far away from being able to drive a car. So it's not like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I want to be bandit right now, though. Oh, hell yeah. So he drove a 1977 Pontiac Firebird with the T-tops. Mm-hmm. That was a badass fucking car. And they actually let him keep one of the cars. And after he died, they put it up at auction. Guess how much they got for it? Uh, 
Probably over a million dollars. No, $317,000. Oh. I could totally see it being sold for over a million. I, I could too. If I was a millionaire, it'd be in my garage right now. Oh, I was just thinking about what if there was a mystery machine, how much that would go Fuck. for. And that, that would be in my garage. I think that would be the first fictional car I would get in my garage. Okay. You right can only on. pick one. Okay. You got the Smokey and the Bandit car. Mm-hmm. You got the mystery machine. You got Bumblebee from Transformers, and you got Herbie the Love Bug. Which one goes Mystery in your garage? Machine. Mystery Machine. Why do I care about Bumblebee? I don't know, because he turns into a Transformer He's or just something. a fucking Camaro. But can he... In real life, he's not going to transform into it. It's just He's just going to be a car in real life. Okay. And even if like he was a Transformer, I wouldn't want it. All right. What would I use it hey, for? Hey, fair He'd enough. Break my house, and then I would just have a shitty yellow Camaro. Damn. <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought the new Camaros were super cool. And nowadays, I'm I would I don't really care for them that much at all. I'd still like to drive one. To, to drive one is different, though. There are a lot of cars I would like to drive, not including a HHR or PT Cruiser. Mm-hmm. I'd rather drive a wood paneled station wagon, but that at least has some like funniness to it. Oh my gosh! Back in the early '80s, there was these cars, and they were supposed to be really economical. They were called K cars, and they were by Chrysler, and we had the wood-paneled station wagon. Mm. It was a four-cylinder. It, it was a piece of crap, but that's what I learned to drive in, and that's what I took my driver's test in, <laughs> and it was embarrassing. Every now and then before, you know, if my vehicle, I had a 1979 Ford Courier. It was powder puff blue and white. It was a <laughs> terrible car or a ter- terrible truck. It broke down all the time, so when it would break down, I would have to drive the the K-car station wagon. Gross. Oh, man, the chicks Pussy just... Pussy magnet. Yes, yeah. oh my gosh. They just, you know... Like Borat, and he's asking at the dealership, does this come installed with the pussy magnet? Yep. Like, where, where's the pussy magnet? Can I see the pussy magnet? The, the wood-paneled four-cylinder <laughs> Chrysler K-car station wagon was the quintessential pussy magnet. Was there, like, green accents with it? No. No, I, I, it was just terrible. It was just a terrible car. You literally, if you had to go up a hill, you could not have the air conditioning on at the same time. <laughs> it was just terrible. Terrible. Yeah. And you know, at 16, Economical. it's 16, you want to be able to peel out and stuff. No, dude. Yeah. This car, <laughs> it was so bad. So bad. The bulk of this movie is Bandit driving kick ass mm-hmm. and cops chasing him and him finding different clever ways to get away from the cops. There's really not a lot more to it as far as plot goes. I mean, we just kind of covered everything. Yeah. But there were, along the way, there were a ton of different truckers and stuff that were helping him out. All had their own nicknames and were like, hey, you probably shouldn't come down this way. There's a lot of smoky action over here. And then they're like, 10-4, thank you. So stuff like that. Let's get into CB talk real quick because you said nickname. They're called handles. They Sorry. weren't nicknames. It was like, what's your handle? Well, my handle was Foxy Lady or my handle was The Bandit or my handle was Snowman. So CB stands for Citizen Band uh, Radio. Mm-hmm. And so anybody, as long as you put an antenna on, as long as you bought a CB radio, you could talk on the CB. Now, the FCC tried to regulate it, and you weren't allowed to do some certain things on there, but everybody just kind of did what they wanted to. And you have to have a permit for it, right? I think you were supposed to have a permit for it, but not everybody did. Uh, your grandfather had a CB radio, and when mm. we would go on trips, he would get on there and, and listen, and people would give smoky reports on where the Smokies were, mm. and so he would know to slow down. He had two handles. His first handle was called <laughs> Whopper Stopper, and what that was, he was a big bass fisherman, and I guess uh-huh. they would talk about if you got a big bass, it was called a Whopper, 
And so he was the whopper stopper. That's terrible. After that, he became, then this was, this was the one I liked better. Weird beard. <laughs> because he always had a beard. <laughs> and so I would get on there every now and then as a kid. What was your handle? You know what? That's the thing. I can't remember any Ajax handles. Swan. No. <laughs> I tried so hard and I just, I spent so much agonizing hours trying to come up with the most kick-ass handle I could for myself. And you couldn't. That I don't think I ever really came up with a handle. Oh. But I knew how to ask for the time. And and my dad was always on the sta- channel 1-9. And so you would say, break 1-9 whenever you would like, hey, you're, you're basically saying break 1-9. If anybody's on there, maybe you can answer me. Mm-hmm. And I would always say break 1-9 for a 10-36 because that was what time is it? <laughs> That's about all I, I could do. But they would always come back. And they thought I was a girl because I guess my balls hadn't dropped yet. And so they would come back and they'd be like, well, darling, it's 1230. And I would just be like, fuck, man. Hey, there's something cooking up in the vomit choker. The choke and puke. Choke and puke, yeah. (laughs) And that's just like a dive restaurant. And they go-go juice. That was gas. I got to stop off for some go-go juice. Mm -hmm. Um, Kojak with a Kodak. That was like a a cop because Kojak was a cop back in the 70s, a TV show. And Kojak with a Kodak was mm-hmm. basically a cop who was who had a radar gun. Oh. And so they would say, up a mile marker 87, you got a Kojak with a Kodak. Good lingo. It was all funny. Yeah, it was. And you would always call people good buddy. Like if they told you something like, like that, you'd be like, Thank you, good buddy. Thanks, good buddy. Cool. So what do you think of Burt Reynolds? I mean, what do you mean? I, I mean, like in the 70s, he was the shit. Did you find him to be cool? Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't? How about the style back then? Because he had the flare bell bottoms. Did I didn't even pay attention. Oh, you didn't even notice that. that? No, I liked his shirt. And how he only had the top three buttons unbuttoned so you could see his sexy hairy chest. I don't even remember that. Oh, dude. You weren't checking him out as fully as I was, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Speaking of sexy, several years before this came out, uh, Mr. Burt Reynolds posed nude for a magazine. Uh, I'm going to text you that picture real quick. Did he? Okay. And judging by how hairy his arms were, I'm a little bit worried about what's coming to me. I hope I send this to you and not somebody else. You just got to make sure. Yep. I just sent it to Jack. So let me know what you think of that. Hairy. (laughs) And is it really posing nude if there's no parts showing? If you don't have clothes on, you're considered to be nude. Yeah. When I think of nude posing, I think of like, the classes for it at college or yeah. whatever, and all the students will be painting the model or whatever. And and you see, like, full everything. I don't imagine, like, that. But I'm sure if his actual weenie was showing in the 70s or 80s, whenever this was, that would have been pretty bad. Well, so the 70s and 80s, Playboy was really big. And then they came out with Playgirl for the ladies. Oh well, yeah. And it had naked men in there, but do women really want to look at pictures of guys junk? I mean, do they like, I "Oh, look know. look at those hairy balls, man." <laughs> I'd like to have a jingle jangle. I'd like to hold those in my hands. Mm, I mean, what, yeah. I just I just can't imagine cuz look, man, I, let's just be real. Dicks are ugly. Yeah. I, and I just can't imagine a woman just flipping through, "Oh, look at that dick." I just I just don't understand the appeal? No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. So our lady listeners, just let us know, do you like looking at peen? <laughs> Would you like to flip through a magazine and just see different variations of penis? Let us know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> let Vince know. <laughs>
All right. Again, we haven't talked a whole lot about this movie, but it's basically just the Trans Am driving fast to try to run run interference for Snowman. So he cop chases. Yeah. So he could get all the beer there. Um, you did have Jackie Gleason, who was Buford T. Justice. You had Jerry Reed as Snowman, and he was a he was a country western singer. Most of the songs you heard in there were were Jerry Reed singing. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, favorite parts in this movie? I think one of them was so uh, Snowman. Had his dog Fred, and uh, he had to go get gas for his diesel. And he went in the bar or whatever, the restaurant, and these people said, "Oh, your dog just bit me." And basically, they started fighting. And there was like eight of them or whatever, so they beat his ass and threw him out. So he gets in his diesel, gets his dog, and he just he's leaving. And he starts. He looked really downtrodden, and then he starts smiling real big. And it cuts to the view of all their, their motorcycles, and he just runs right over all of them with 18 wheels. So you know those things are fucked up afterward. Completely flattened. <laughs> Terrifying. You, you did recognize that Sally Field was also the mom from Miss Doubtfire and Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. And I think at one time when Bandit and Frog, that was her handle, mm-hmm. started making out, you were like, oh, yeah, Forrest Gump is their illegitimate child or whatever i i was like yeah that's the parents of forrest gump you know mm-hmm. that right <laughs> like like it was common you know knowledge. that would make sense because bandit flew through mississippi alabama so if he's going back and forth it would make sense that maybe he, yeah he dropped off frog and greenbow one time after he got her pregnant and that's the birth of forrest he got, gump he got arrested mm-hmm. i really enjoyed the interaction between Sheriff Buford T. Justice and his son, because his son was such a fucking buffoon. Yeah. And he would say things to him like, well, he's like, Daddy, my hat blew off because they lost the top of their car at one point. And uh, he was like, I hope your gosh darn head was in it. <laughs> and there was another time yeah. there was like, he, he's looking at his son. He's like, there is no way, no way that you come from my loins. As soon as we get home, I'm going to punch your mama in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the relationship was pretty funny. Yeah, I would say that's my favorite part, but but really, every time the Trans Am made that Trans Am kick-ass noise, mm-hmm. just the engine noise, Yeah, that's what really Every got time me. it sounded pretty, mm-hmm. a.k.a. every time it was on screen. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. That car's just badass. <laughs> All right, so in the end, they do make it. Mm-hmm. Just like they got like nine minutes to spare or something like that, and they uh, they earn the eighty k, and Big Enos gives them a Cadillac, and they jump in that Cadillac, and nobody really knows what he looks like, so they're able to kind of drive right by the cops as they're coming down to to arrest him. Yeah, and then I guess Big Enos says something like, uh, "Double or nothing, you go up to Boston, get me some clam chowder, and then you can get you like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars." Yeah, there was a Smoking the Bandit two and a Smoking the Bandit three. However, they did not go to Boston for the clam chowder. <sighs> Part two, it just pains me to say it. They had to pick up a pregnant elephant somewhere and bring it back to Dallas for the Republican National Convention. So that was smoking the bandit too. And he was all, running for office during that. It I'd, sounds like some propaganda. Probably Ronald Reagan. But all I can really remember is there was this part where there was like 40 cops on top of a hill and 40 cops on top of another hill, and, like, the bandit was in the middle, and all these cop cars came down chasing them. And, of course, they look like buffoons, just like all the cops They all just crashed in this into one. each other. Yes, it was, it was... It was ridiculous. Like, when they needed to turn the wheel, they didn't, or they turned it the wrong way. Or as soon as they have to start driving, like, they're on the side of the road, they just crash it or something. There was one point where there were three cop cars, 
and they're like, oh, let's go get him. And then immediately, like, one sideswipes the other, and they both fall in the river. It made cops look terrible. You know, I'm, I know you didn't really watch it. I didn't really either because I thought it was stupid, but it was more in your mother's wheelhouse, the Dukes of Hazards. I've never even seen it. Yeah, you know, the General Lee car, and they'd always do those jumping. Like and, the, the jump. red car? Yeah, and had the, the stars and bars flag on top of it. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a, a spinoff of Smokey and the Bandit. I think they saw the magic of Smokey and the Bandit, and hey, running away from buffoon cops, and so that's and what the nice Duke car. boys did, yeah. All right, bucket of chicken time. Shit. Um, I might have to give it to Snowman. Okay. Because he came in clutch when he needed to, and I loved his dog. Fred. Mm-hmm. Fred was a big old fat basset hound. With tiny legs. Yeah, those are goofy looking dogs. I have a feeling yeah. they fart a lot. I don't know why I think that. I mean, I know they drool a lot. Yeah. I would not want a basset hound. I, I feel like I wouldn't either. No. <laughs> they're cute, but they're like cute in their own way. Yeah. They're very unique dogs. I think basset hounds are even pissed off that they're basset hounds. It just doesn't look like a dog that you would want to be. If you could pick any dog, basset hound would be pretty low on that list, I would think. Uh, there are definitely a lot of dogs I would much less rather be than really? a basset hound. Like what? Pomeranian, Chihuahua. Those dogs get spoiled, though. So, well, I don't know about Chihuahuas, but Pomeranians, you get to hang out with like... I don't want to be in a, some bitch's purse. All right, so what kind of dog would you want to be if you could be any dog? Maybe like a hunting dog or something. Okay. They would get spoiled too because if you help old granddaddy shoot down that duck or whatever and you get it for him so he doesn't have to walk on his bad knee, okay. I bet you you're going to get some duck so, and you're going to get some food and some good rubbins. So so like a Labrador retriever, something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Okay, so my bucket of chicken goes to the absolute 100% star of this show. And it's not Burt Reynolds. It's the fucking Trans Am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, score time. Fuck. You're a motherfucker. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're a motherfucker. I wasn't sure if you were going to like this or not. I kind of thought... Not just because it was from 1977, because when it's from the 70s, I automatically feel like, okay, this is either the hit movie of the 70s or the shit movie of the 70s, (laughs) because I feel like there wasn't really much of an in-between. I would probably agree with that. It's either corny terribleness or corny goodness. (laughs) So... I was really worried. I thought it was going to be trash, but I really, really liked it. And it was, it's a 100. Yeah, yay. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. It was really, really good. Holy shit. Another 100. You think I don't appreciate good things, or you think I won't appreciate some good things? I mean, let's be real. It, You're not going to give it a 100. No. I already know and, that. And it had some real corniness to it. But I mean, you know me. Yeah. I like Dude Bro Party Massacre. No, I like no, no, you don't. I like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Watch it once, never watch it again. Okay. I made the mistake of showing it to one of my friends, and I really, <laughs> I, I wish I never saw it again because <laughs> it, it ruined the magic. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like seeing Disney World on TV and then going to Disney World. There is no magic in the first time of that because I disagree. Our first time fucking sucked. No, okay. It was, it was like a hundred thirty-four degrees every damn day. It was rough. We had chicken nuggets every day, and they started to taste like human flesh or something. <laughs> like there was something stinking about that. We place, we had the lunch and all the diapers. Yeah, we had the lunch package, and it was basically chicken nuggets every day. Which the first day we were like, hell yeah, this these is good. are great. <laughs> I dis I disagree about the magic because I think when we went and we first turned that corner and we saw the big castle, oh, uh, that was awesome. 
But for the most part, yeah, you're right. It was fucking hot. The rides weren't as good as like Six Flags. Oh. They, had a, they only had a couple rides that were yeah. even decent at all. Most of Rock them and Roller Coaster. Yeah, the Aerosmith mm-hmm. one. That was the best one. And Well, the one that dropped the, the Tower, Tower of Terror, of Terror whatever. The, the safer Superman. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Pretty much. We were like constantly cooped up in the same like tiny ass hotel room. And then we'd go to Disney and sweat all day. I remember vividly, this happened at Six Flags too, but you'll be wearing a backpack full of like waters and stuff. And you'll be holding onto the straps with your hands. And it looked like you're in the shower, like you're... <laughs> your yeah. elbows were just dripping like there was like stream rolling down it it was terrible yeah dude, but can't touch you whenever let's be fair hot. let's be fair i sweat like i'm a 1200 pound man and, and i don't know why but but i do olivia and i and my sister we went to a gay pride parade one year and it was in the the heat of the summer and we had these shirts that said free mom hugs free dad hugs we were mm-hmm. just going down there you know to show support and dude i almost fucking passed out and, so hot. And every time I hug somebody, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm so sweaty. I'm sorry, I'm so sweaty. I'm sorry, I'm so sweaty. And I just, because I, I, who the fuck wants to hug a sweaty person? Nobody. But I feel like in a place like that, it's all about the love and the actual meaning behind the free dad hugs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure if they could choose, it would be a non-super wet dad. Yeah. They probably already knew, and you're probably dripping and glistening in mm-hmm. the sun. Like you always do. And so they they knew what they were getting into if they hugged you at that point, I would oh, say. Oh, man. You know, we took swing dancing lessons one time, and it was inside. Swinging? Swing dance lessons, like for big bands and stuff like that. And it was inside. And even inside, I started sweating. And Was it because you're doing something in front of people? No, no. It just, I was moving, and so I got hot. <laughs> man, But in I swing like dancing, they want you to not just dance with your partner. They want you... Basically, you dance with somebody and, and then you switch, switch and, and it's a big fucking circle. So I like I dance with like six different women and it's hands on dancing. I came here to dance with the person I know. I know. I didn't <laughs> know that was going to happen. That's why we never went back. But I had I like, like I had to apologize to every woman I danced with. Like right before I'd be like, I'm sweaty. I'm so sorry. I'm sweaty. I'm so sorry. It's just it's fucking embarrassing, man. Yeah. I, I wish I didn't sweat like that. But I appreciate you call it glistening because that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> You're glowing. All right. So as far as my score goes, this this is so difficult for me because I loved this movie growing up. I fucking definitely wanted to be Bandit, and I definitely wanted to fucking have that car. Yeah. And I thought Sally Field was hot. If I'm grading it 50-year-old Vince, it's one thing. And if I grade it with the nostalgia and my, and add some points in from the 1977 quality and things of it. Do it, it what you're feeling. Okay. I'm feeling an 87 right now. Okay. So I'm going to go 87. Like you always say to me, you can't overthink it. It's what you're feeling. I know. So I'm feeling 87. Okay. I like it. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to Movie Muggin, episode number 38. We do appreciate you listening. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. We'd love it if you come interact with us. You can also go to our website and just see what all's there. You can ask us questions. You can suggest movies. You can look up alphabetically all the movies that we mugged. So again, we we do appreciate you listening and uh, have a Movie Muggin day. Yep. Bye. You're going to need to do cocaine. You're going to need to jack off all the time.